Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchetandratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Uh, Leave a review on Podcatcher, um, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher. You might wonder why I have... (laughs) So, for this ambiance cracker, I'm going to read five Aesop's Fables. Just five. No more, no less. Should take like 15, 20 minutes. Probably less than that. You might be wondering why I had the explicit warning for these fables. And it's because I've read these so much that I stopped reading them the way that they're written. I start reading, I've started reading them the way that they should be written. And so I guess what I'm bringing you are urban fables yeah yeah uh even better aesop's asshole fables no 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 that sounds that sounds nasty uh let's just do urban fables yeah yeah the first one is the two travelers in the axe and for those y'all who don't know what aesop's fables are they're literally like a paragraph long maybe two paragraphs and then they have a moral at the end it's real quick. As an AB, as an ambiance cracker should be. Ambiance. Ambiance cracker. The two travelers in the axe. Look, y'all. These two niggas were walking together, right? And one of them picked up an axe and laid on the road and was like, nigga, I found this axe. Nah, nigga, said the other one. We... Found the axe. Don't say I. Don't put yourself in this. We were both walking together. You just picked it up first. We both found the axe, nigga. Be right. Alright, whatever. Said the first one. They hadn't gone far before they found the owner of the axe pursuing them with a gat. And he who picked up the axe was like, man, we fucked. And the second one was like, nah, nigga, don't change the tune now. The way you were saying I found the axe before, say I now. I am fucked. The moral is, he who shares the danger ought to share the prize. I mean, if we are together and you look down and find a 20 and you keep it to yourself, that's cool. But then if it turns out that 20 belongs to somebody, keep that same energy as when you found that 20. Also, if I dropped the 20 and you picked it up and you don't say nothing and I remember it and I find out later that you found $20 and then you took my shit, 
Yeah. Also, also, if I loan you $10 and you're like, I'll pay you back. Like, I'll give you $10 and not worry about giving it back. But if I give you $10 and you're like, I'll pay you back. And I'm like, nah, don't worry about it. And you're like, nah, for real, dude, I'm going to pay you back. Then I expect you to pay me back. So if like four weeks later, you're eating a meal that I know costs $15, I'm salty as shit. I mean, I'm not saying I'm salty as shit because you're eating. I'm saying I'm salty as shit because you didn't pay me out first and get yourself a $5 foot long. Like, I'm not going to begrudge you eating food, my nigga. But if we're both out and I see you and I'm like, hey, man, you got that you got that money that you owed me back in the day? Remember, like two weeks ago, I loaned you $10? No, nah, I ain't got it. Oh, for real? You standing in line for a $15 movie? That kind of shit. That's the shit I don't like. Bang, bang. The Mice and the Weasels. The weasels and the mice waged a perpetual war with each other, in which much blood was shed. Let it be known, most of that shit came from the mice. The weasels were always whooping their ass. The mice thought that the cause of their frequent defeats was that they had no leaders to set apart from the general army to command them, and that they were exposed to dangers from lack of discipline. So they chose leaders... Mice who were renowned for their family descent, strength, and counsel, as well as those most noted for their courage in the fight, so that they might be better marshaled in battle array and formed into troops, regiments, and battalions. When all this was done and the army was ready, the herald mice declared war on the weasels again. Then, to show off so that they could be seen by their troops as they went into battle, they put ornaments on top of their head made out of straw. Well, the weasels whooped their ass again, and the mice ran away into their holes. But because the herald mice had put big-ass pieces of straw on their heads, they weren't able to fit into the hole, and they got killed. The end. The wild ass and the lion. And by the way, ass is donkey. It's not out there twerking. It's not. <laughs> a wild ass and a lion entered into an alliance. An alliance. So they could get more beasts, you know, so they can get more food. They got together so they can get the vittles. I, I respect that. The lion agreed to assist the wild ass with his strength, while the wild ass gave the lion the benefit of his greater speed. When they had killed hella motherfuckers, and they were like, we don't need no more, we're good. They sat back to divide the shares and distribute the prey. And for this purpose, he divided it into three shares. I'll take the first share, the lion said, because I'm the fucking king. And the second share, I'm going to take it because I was a partner with you on the chase. The ass sat back thinking, all right, nigga, this last one's mine. All right, I can see he's the king and he did do his part. He played his role like a G. I ain't going to say shit to the guy. Then this motherfucker says, the third share... Believe me, will be the death of you unless you willingly resign it to me and get the fuck out of my face. So this nigga said, I'm saving you from yourself because if you eat this, it's going to hurt you. Meaning, and by it, I mean me because if you try to eat my food, I'm going to fuck you up. See, you don't have any strength in this bitch. I'm a lion. You're a fucking donkey. I will fuck you the fuck up. 
So let's look. Let's count again. This share is mine because I'm the king. This share is mine because I helped out. This share is mine because I could fuck you to fuck up and what the fuck you going to do about it? Moral of the story? Might mates right. I mean, the thief and his mother. So this little motherfucker stole a lesson book from one of his uh, school partners, right? Like, why the fuck he stole a lesson book? I don't know, but he did it. And when he did it, instead of his mom beating his ass, she told him that he did a good job and encouraged this motherfucker. So the next time this nigga stole something, he stole a cloak and brought it to her. And she was like, good job, my dude. If you can bring me home some jewels, I really appreciate it. Now, this motherfucker grew up stealing left and right. And he stole shit of better and better value every single time. And his mom never checked him because he was bringing it home to her. So why the fuck would she do that? Until one day he got caught in the very act. And he was laid off for execution like shit. I'm about to die over this shit. And his mom standing right next to him, beating her chest in sorrow, ripping her shirt and screaming and yelling and all that kind of old shit. And he was like, yo, I need to console my mom, y'all. Let me go whisper in her ear real quick. And they were like, all right, calm her down, dog, so we can kill you. And so she came over to him because he was like, come here, mom, come here, come here. I got a, I got a secret for you. I got a secret. And when she came over to hear what he had to say. He gripped her ear and his teeth and ripped that motherfucker off. His mom was hella mad and was like, you evil, evil child, you evil motherfucker, you, you took my ear, you some bitch. And he was like, huh, if you had yelled at me like that and you had beaten me when I was a kid and I first stole some shit, I would have never come to this. And now I'm about to die over some bullshit because my mama never fucking checked me. There's no moral to that story. If y'all don't get it, I don't know what to say to you. Check your goddamn kids. You don't have to whoop them. Respectfully. Respectfully. If they fuck up, you got to tell them how they fucked up and tell them not to fuck up again. I don't want you hitting your kids. I don't want you doing none of that shit. But you got to check them. The same way you're going to check somebody else who falls out of pocket. Because if you let that shit go on for too long, then you're at fault for not checking it the first time you saw that shit. Same thing for Nazis. Fucking white supremacists, MAGA motherfuckers, all them motherfuckers. You got to check them bitches as soon as it happens. Check them out the gate. Like, fuck them niggas. If they get mad about it, they only mad, but they checked. They check mad. Checkmate, bitch. Alright, like three more, maybe. So, this one, first of all, the name of it is The Ass, The Cock, and The Lion, which sounds like a ratchet story. <laughs> to start off but it's actually the donkey the rooster and the lion but the ass the cock and the lion does sound like something that uh that white dude that wrote it's the thought that counts would have uh written so an ass and a cock were in the straw yard together Nah, i can't i can't do it a donkey and a rooster were in the yard together when a lion who was hella hungry approached them he was about to jump on the donkey when the rooster, to the sound of whose voice the lion, it said, has a singular aversion, crowed loudly, and the lion fled away as quickly as it could. The donkey, observing the fear of the lion at the mere crowing of a rooster, summoned courage to try and attack the motherfucking lion and galloped after him for that very purpose. He didn't get very far, though, because a lion turned around and fucked him the fuck up. 
tore him to pieces. The moral of the story is false confidence often leads into danger. I mean, you didn't do shit, but you're standing next to somebody who's able to make this lion flee. And you're like, you know what? I want some of that. And there's a lot of y'all motherfuckers out there in the world like that, too. Y'all ain't doing shit. Y'all just think y'all can do something because you're standing next to somebody who's got shit or is doing shit. And you ain't doing shit to provide to that shit. So when that shit falls away, you ain't got shit to do but beg for your motherfucking life. Take note. All right. Here's the last one. For real. A man was walking through the forest one winter when he came upon a snake. The snake had been frozen solid and was near death. The man who had a kind heart took the snake home and put it before his fireplace to thaw out and regain life. He fed the snake mice and made sure the snake was fully able to move about again. Once the snake was healed and completely recovered, the man picked the snake up and nestled it to his chest quite like you would a puppy. And the snake, which was a fucking venomous rattlesnake, reared back and bit him. The man yelled and said, You have caused my death. Why? All I did was took care of you as if you were one of my own. Why did you kill me? And as the snake slithered out the door, it looked over its shoulder at the dying woodsman and said, Bitch, I'm a snake. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Uh, leave a review on Podchaser. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review on uh, Stitcher, uh, and on Pocket Cast. And then let me know where you left it at. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all some cool motherfuckers. I like you. You can also become a Patreon member. You're patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Uh, and you can buy me some books at buymeacoffee.com backslash sscast. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers be good. Next book starts soon. I'll holler at you later. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by that kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. <laughs>